Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. I am Melissa Fox, and I've got a great show planned for you again this weekend. We're going to talk about astrology, numerology, and tarot. Ooh, that sounds interesting. And also, have you ever watched the Pawn Stars? I'm going to talk to Chumley. They've got a new show coming out, and it's going to be very, very interesting. Also, Florida covering kids and family. I'm going to talk to them out of the University of South Florida about getting people insured, getting those health benefits, especially for your kids. Autism Society of Florida is going to stop by, and also we'll be talking about more people returning to work. That's all coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Roundtable. Stay tuned. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. There's a problem if you drink and drive a boat. It never just affects you. Boating under the influence is illegal and dangerous. Save lives by staying sober. Learn more about Florida's boating laws at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the FWC Division of Law Enforcement. If you don't have a health plan through your employer, you can still get quality health insurance through the federal marketplace. Not sure where to begin? A navigator can help you cut through the clutter. There's no obligation, and getting help is always free. Open enrollment ends on January 15th, so don't wait. It's easy. From your mobile phone, dial pound 250 and say the keyword navigator. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from iHeartMedia. That's pound 250 navigator. It's the Florida Roundtable, and we've got people finally getting back to work, and new employees are coming on board, and ooh, it's great times. No, actually, there are new issues that are popping up, as they should. Employees are returning to work, and we don't know what to do with them. No, I'm just kidding, actually. Jay Thornton's here. He is a labor and employment partner at the global law firm of Reed & Smith. So tell me what is going on with the return to work force. Hi, good morning, Melissa. Well, it's it's um, it's creating challenges. You know, the return to the office really is one of the the, the biggest issues uh, that's creating challenges, both for employees and for employers. Uh, you know, employees, many of them who were able to and became accustomed to working remotely, uh, don't necessarily relish the thought of of you know returning to the grind of a daily commute, uh, especially with with fuel costs and 
course, employers recognize that there are some important aspects of having employees in the office as well. And a lot of uh, employers, a lot of our clients have adopted kind of a hybrid model, right, where to the extent your job will allow it, you can work remotely a certain number of days a week, and then certain days are targeted for office days to, you know, facilitate team building and training and and things like that. But it does create issues um, because some employees can't work remotely at all and haven't been able to really due to the nature of their job. So employers and HR departments are wrestling with that and how they how they treat everybody equitably that is, uh, you know, situated the same. So there's a lot of claims in the state of Florida right now, hours and wage issues. Why is it such a hotbed here? Well, Florida's always been kind of ground zero uh, for labor and employment litigation. There's a lot of factors that go into that. I would say on the wage and hour front, uh, we have a lot of retail-type jobs you know, with hourly wages. Uh, you combine that with a, a pretty prolific and assertive plaintiff's employment bar, uh, and and we we just have a lot of those kinds of claims. I suspect with uh, you know the economy tightening that you might see more of that as employees look more closely at their time cards and uh, to make sure they're fully paid. And likewise, you're going to see a lot of employers uh, you know checking the, their time records and their policies and procedures and making sure that they're paying their employees properly because uh, you know, litigation over wage and hour claims is costly and can be pretty protracted. But your point about Florida being a hotbed is true. It, I, I read a statistic that uh, up to 30% of all Fair Labor Standards Act, meaning overtime wage claims in the country, are filed in the three federal district courts in Florida. Uh, so. Of course they are. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we definitely <laughs> like to litigate around in this state, the litigate state. Uh, <laughs> we do. Yeah, I know we do. So we're talking to Jay Thornton, and he's a labor and employment partner, works at the uh, global law firm Reed Smith. And returning to work is really creating a lot of new liability issues for employers. Now, we have some people here in the uh, at, at the big radio complex, and, uh, and they don't ever want to come back and work here. They work from home all day, all night, whenever they, you know, and they're happy with that. And now our business is uh, – the building's still not actually officially open, COVID protocol still in place, with good reason, uh-huh. I think. So, uh-huh. you know, what do you do when, you're, when your employee says, uh, hey, I, I, I'm not coming back. I'm going to work right here like I have been for the last two <clears throat> years. How's that? Well, yeah. I mean, under, under many circumstances – um, you know, employers can can typically require that employees come back to work. A lot of employers in a tight job market are doing what they can to to accommodate uh, that, but it's it's creating a real challenge. It, it creates also a challenge in that not every job category is conducive to remote work, and it's not necessarily a a class issue, you know, a neurosurgeon has to show up at the hospital to do surgery, right? But an administrative employee at the hospital can work remotely. So it really just depends on the nature of the of the job. Uh, and at some point, you know, we're going to have to decide what's the right balance. I think that uh, em- employers will find it and employees that aren't happy, you know, may move on. 
All right. You know what? We got to take a quick break here. Would you mind hanging on for another segment? Because uh, a lot of people are trying to get back to work and they are fixing these issues. We've got a lot of business owners that listen to the Florida Roundtable, and I hope that they are listening right now. Quick break. We'll be back with Jay Thornton, and we will be talking more about the labor and employment issue that's out there right now, especially in the state of Florida. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. Becco's new line of dishwashers feature Corner Intense, the first sprayer that cleans all the way to the corners. Becco achieves this performance using 50% less water and 25% less energy than U.S. standards for dishwashers, which is why when you choose Becco, you not only get cleaner dishes, but you're making the planet cleaner too. Save energy and money with gift card rebates up to $200 on eligible models until December 31st. Visit Becco.com for more details. That's B-E-K-O.com. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archie Bello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archie Bello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. It's the Florida Roundtable, and, you know, some people believe in astrology and numerology and tarot, and other people are like, that's a bunch of hooey, it's a parlor game. Well, I don't know, but wherever you stand on that, doesn't matter right now, because we are bringing in a celebrated astrologist, sharing her new book called Magic Days. It's a guide to the current astrology season, astrological even. It's Nadine Jane. Hi, welcome. Hello, thanks for having me. Of course. So you've been all over Good Morning America. I've seen you on MTV, even in the Elma, and you're awesome. Uh, so I want, yeah, I know, seriously. And you have uh, celebrity fans and all kinds of people that just really follow what you have to say. So tell us a little bit about what astrology is and how it works. Mm -hmm. So astrology is basically the study of what's going on in quotations up there. So what the planets are doing, how they're moving, and potentially how those planets planetary movements affects, affect us down here. So, you know, back by back in the day when astrology was invented, the earliest astrologers were astronomers and actually vice versa. And so it's really just the study of the sky, to put it plainly, um, and then an observation of human emotions, 
you know, the different cycles and tides in our lives and uh, tracking that's how the planets are moving. Ah, okay. So that makes sense. Now, numerology, that's a little bit of a different belief system. Would you explain that to our yes. listeners? I would love to. Um, so numerology is a little bit less of a science to it. So it's essentially just a belief system of the fact that every number in the world carries meaning. So a lot of us have favorite jersey numbers or, you know, we really love our birthday numbers or we love our anniversary date. And uh, numerology basically is finding meaning and finding either, you know, a prediction of the future or an understanding of an event or a personality reading, depending on that person's number. So numerology is a little bit more broad where you could pretty much find the numerology for anything in your life. You know, Mm -hmm. you could find the numerology for today or for your birthday, like I was saying. So yeah, it's basically just understanding if there's meaning behind numbers. Uh, And of course, the ancient art of tarot, which goes back to like the mid 15th century. Now, how does that work? Hmm? So I loved your intro because actually tarot originally, like you're saying, in the 15th century was a a card game. It was just a, a game for play. And over time, people decided to put meaning behind all of these, the kind of iconography of tarot. And so tarot is another very, very spiritual practice where you basically have a a deck of approximately 72 cards, depending on the tarot deck, and you ask it a question. You could ask it, you know, um, what's the future going to look like for my career or, you know, what is the current state of my relationship or why has this week been so hard? And then you can shuffle the deck, pull a card and find meaning in what that card is that you pulled. And so there's tons of stories behind each one of them. Um, So the practice of tarot is basically just asking a question to this higher, I don't know, higher power or, you know, ancient belief system and seeing what it has to say back to you. Uh, So I hear a lot of personal interpretation in what you're saying is how it means to you, what you assign to it. So tell us um, about your new book, which is Magic Days, a guide to how current uh, the current astrological, that's a bit, the current astrological (laughs) season, along with the wisdom of tarot and numerology. So how can this actually help me feel happier and lead a more fulfilling life? That's a great question. So it's an 800-page book, which I know is a lot, but luckily you don't have to read it all at once. It's basically two pages for every single day of the year. And so you can use this book two ways. One is you can wake up and read the day. And so, you know, January through December 31st, you can read about sort of an explanation of how can I make the most of this day given the astrology, the numerology, and the tarot of that given day. And it's a really wonderful, I think, spiritual guide for understanding how to live a more connected life with the spirit world. And then the second way to use it is that you could flip directly to your birthday. And that gives you a sort of birthday reading and helps you understand in your personal journey throughout this lifetime how can you stay connected to your guides? So your astrology, your numerology, and your tarot, and, you know, understand essentially how to live a more meaningful life, one that's more connected to these higher spirits. 
and just be able to, um, yeah, feel connected on a higher level. We're talking with celebrated astrologist Nadine Jane. Got the book near you? My birthday is August 25th. It says I'm a wonderful yes, person and I have empathy. Seriously, what's it, what, what, what kind of a guide would that be for me for the remaining few months? <laughs> Let me see. So you want me to read your birthday? Yeah, sure. So... Um, should I read the whole thing or just give you snippets of it? Synopsis. Okay. So your uh, numerology is the number six. Mm-hmm. And so that means living a life of heartfelt service, being able to kind of um, move through your life through a vantage point of how can I help others. And then your um, uh, minor arcana for tarot is the six of pentacles, which is called reciprocity. So it's learning not just how to give, but also how to receive and return. So making sure that your life is not spent, you know, uh, draining and draining your own cup, but also allowing others to do good back onto you. And then the last part of your birthday is the um, major arcana, which is called the lovers. And this is about being able to choose love over discord. And then also in general in your life, figuring out how you can bring in people who truly want to support you. And in turn, how you can choose folks in your life that you'd really like to support. So in general, your birthday reading seems to have a huge focus around love and connection and being able to build meaningful relationships. So in general, I think your job makes a ton of sense that you work in this way with people. Oh, look at that. And a side note, I actually have a show called Connections Relationship Radio. Wow, perfect. <laughs> Which, there were keywords all through there. See, folks, pick up the book. You got to get it. It seems like it's going to be an awesome guide. Magic Days, your journey through the astrology, numerology, and tower of every day of the year how many pages did you say it was nadine it is 800 pages fair enough all right and uh, these practices <laughs> the three astrology numerology and tarot it basically they offer an open invitation for you to engage with the spiritual world rather than kind of uh you know just guess <laughs> And uh, again, exactly. it's, it, you know, it's interpretation, of course, but it, I think I love it. Um, you know, obviously I'm a Virgo. You just read a little bit about my birth date and all the wonderful stuff that went with it. And if you folks are out there and you know me well enough, you know, she was spot on. Yeah. So Nadine <laughs> Jane, I know, right? Nadine Jane is our guest and you can pick up the book anywhere books are sold. And I'm sure you can get it online as well. Nadine, thank you so much. It was in, it was really interesting and, and fun talking to you today. Thank you so much, Melissa. It was awesome. You got it. Nadine Jane, astrologist to the stars and us, right here on the Florida Roundtable. We'll be right back. It's the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Hey, it's the Florida Roundtable, and... Well, the History Channel's most popular series and my favorite, Pawn Stars. Three generations of the Harrison family-run pawn shop in L.A. You know, they had a lot going on. And now we've got a new series, Pawn Stars Do America. And with that in mind, we're going to bring one of the big boys in, Austin Chumley Russell. How are you? Hi, Chumley. Good to have you with us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm doing good. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about this new uh, series that's coming up. It's uh, super fun. We travel around to eight different cities, 
and we just uh, set up a event-style area with games and food trucks and different tables where you could bring your um, treasures up to me, Richard Corey, and we had a couple other pawn shop employees there as well uh, helping us out um, making the purchases and stuff like that because there was so much stuff. Yeah, there it is kind of crazy. So you guys are going to do like a, a, a pretty much an antique road show except with pawn items, huh? Um, yeah, pretty much, you know, the style of you setting up a venue and letting people bring it in. So it's that mix, you know, between pawn shop and probably like antique road shows. But, uh, you know, the thing with antiques road shows is it's one thing to tell someone how much something's worth. It's another thing to see what someone's actually willing to pay for it. Exactly. We're talking with Chumley. His name is Austin Russell, but everybody calls him Chumley. Just like a son to Rick, Corey's best friend. If you have seen Pawn Stars, you know the deal. And now local friends across the country are going to be able to present their treasured heirlooms, as Chumley just said, for a chance to strike a deal. So I understand you might have some extraordinary items that are already going to be featured on the show. And could you let us in on some of that? Um, we have got some really cool stuff. Um, my favorite thing was the uncut sheet of Pokemon cards from 1999. Um, super, super cool. A guy brought in uh, two sheets, one from 99 and one from 2000. And they were worth quite a bit of money. We disagreed a little bit on how much they were, so we weren't able to make a deal. But, you know, that's part of the... That's part of the thing, you know. Sometimes you don't always agree on what something's worth. Yeah, I'll bet you don't. But that's the thing, you know. Um, so <laughs> how how easy is it to push Rick's buttons? For me, yeah. very easy. I think I do it better than anyone. That's why I keep doing it. <laughs> that's some awesome stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. And you and Corey, boy, you're just like children sometimes when it comes with the video games and the and the cool uh, replicas of stuff. I, I love watching you two go to town over that. So I hope there'll be some of that in this new show, which is Pawn Stars Do America. When are you guys hitting the road? When's the show air? Um, well, we, we hit, we, the show airs uh, November 9th, which will be this Wednesday. Um, and depending on what time zone you're in, it will be 7 p.m. Central or 8 um, Eastern. Oh. And uh, our first stop, I believe, is Denver. So that'll be pretty cool and pretty fun. We're going to start over here um, on this side of the country. That sounds fantastic. And you guys can check out the show. Of course, Pawn Stars has been around for like 11, 12 years now. And now you guys are going on the road, making stops between Seattle and Washington, D.C. Pawn Stars do America. This is going to be a lot of fun on the History Channel, Wednesdays, 8 p.m., correct? That is correct, yes, and it is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, uh, I am so glad. It's been a lot of fun talking to you, too, Chumley. Stay out of trouble, okay? All right, thank you. You got it, man. Check out Austin Chumley Russell and the rest of the Harrison gang on Pawn Stars Do America. And thank you so much for joining us today on the Florida Roundtable, Chumley. Have a great day. You too, man. You're listening to Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. 
Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. The following is an actor portrayal. Hi, I'm Sonia, a health plan navigator. I love my job because I make people's lives easier. If you don't have access to health insurance through an employer, I can help you find coverage that you may qualify for. Open enrollment ends January 15th, so call now. The help is free and there's no obligation. A navigator will show you all your available health coverage options. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword navigator. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from iHeartMedia. This is the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Stay right there. We'll be right back with more. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Crump witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as The Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, file a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing or call 1-800-669-9777. 
1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. It's the Florida Roundtable, and you know that all Floridians should have access to high-quality health care coverage. You know this. And today we're going to talk with Florida Covering Kids and Families because they work collaboratively with Florida agencies and stakeholders to advocate and conduct outreach to make sure that all Floridians have access to affordable health care coverage. So with that in mind, please welcome Jody Ray. She's the director uh, for Florida Covering Kids and Family out of the University of South Florida. Welcome to the Florida Roundtable. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about this Florida Covering Kids and Families and their mission, will you? Absolutely. Uh, we're an initiative in the College of Public Health at USF, and our program focuses on connecting folks to health coverage and as well as helping them navigate the healthcare system. So our goal is, you know, to make sure that people not only know how to access and navigate the healthcare system, but that they can and that they can't afford to, um, because we're signing them up for coverage either through the marketplace, um, which is the federal marketplace under the Affordable Care Act, or the Medicaid and CHIP program. Um, we try to find them coverage options so that they can access health care appropriately and as they need it. Perfect. Now, you know, there are tens of millions of uninsured Americans out there, and unfortunately, a significant number of them are children, and they're currently eligible for publicly funded health care coverage programs, but somehow they're not enrolled. What are you guys doing at Florida Kid Care to uh, help out? So um, with the Florida Kid Care program, and the Florida Kid Care program is our state's Children's Health Insurance Coverage Program, and you know there are, there are multiple different programs under that Florida Kid Care umbrella, such as Children's Medicaid, Florida Healthy Kids, Medicaid, and the Children's Medical Services. So all of those are part of the Florida Kid Care Program, and we spend an enormous amount of time working with our collaborative partners across the entire state of Florida, letting people know you know these programs exist. How do you access them? Why are they important? Why is this important to families who need to make sure their kids stay healthy? So we do a lot of health education, health insurance literacy, health care literacy. We work with partners who speak various languages. We put a lot of effort into reaching out to harder to, to, to reach communities and, and really try to put a lot of effort in trying to assist particularly some of those populations that might end up being more vulnerable, more likely to be uninsured and less likely maybe to access health care services. Ah, we're talking with Jody Ray. Now, she's the director for Florida Covering Kids and Family out of USF. And they are currently enrolling, and you guys are retaining eligible adults, too, in the federal health insurance marketplace. Now, Florida Covering Kids and Families works with a lot of different Florida agencies. Can you tell us about a few of them? Sure. We've got, because um, uh, we've built up our program with a structure that engages and works directly with folks in the communities that have to be served. So we have found a strategy that is most effective is not to send our people into a community, but to work with the people that are already trusted in the community and already providing other services. 
such as the Tampa Family Healthcare Foundation. We work with um, epilepsy, Florida epilepsy. We work with uh, uh, PCAN, which is a primary access care network out of uh, the East Coast. We work with some of the health planning councils, some of the uh, area health education consortiums, um, such as up in the Big Bend area and um, Suwannee River. So we have a variety of partners that we work with, and we cover um, Pensacola to Key West um, and everything in between. Nice. Very nice. Now, if there's a parent, grandparent, or perhaps a child out there listening who says, you know what, I really need health insurance, and I don't know where to start, but this lady's telling us we can have it, uh, where do we go for more information, Jody? Well, the best, biggest and best way to do that is to reach out to our Covering Florida team. And the Covering Florida team is the the consortium of assisters across the state. Um, and folks can go on the Covering Florida website or our Connecting Kids to Coverage website, um, which are all linked to our program. And uh, either one of those uh, provide, you know, information, a phone number, they can call the statewide number, which is um, on our uh, Covering Florida website. Um, and I think these these are different. And people can go on the Covering Florida website and actually schedule an appointment directly with the navigator. They have the ability to um, access the scheduler is live for consumers to, uh, to, to set up their own appointments with a navigator that's closest to them. Ah, uh, so logistically, they can actually pick somebody if they want an in-person assistant. Mm-hmm. They can pick somebody that is in their zip code, uh-huh. um, which cool. is really nice if they want in person. If they don't want in person, they can, um, or you know, they are flexible with that. They can certainly uh, do a virtual and phone appointment. We have that as well. Um, so there are a number of ways that people can access um, the Navigator help. All right. So to get information about health coverage enrollment, you can simply go to the website coveringflorida.org and get the process started right there. Request an appointment or call their 800 number and get that yes. ball rolling with uh, respect. That, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to give you the 800 number. It's 877-813-9115. Okay. And again, eight, people can, yeah, 877. They can dial pound 250. Oh, pound 250 for more information? Okay. Uh-huh. 877-813-9115 would be the toll-free number to call about healthcare enrollment. Uh, now, the cover, open enrollment coverage period ends in 67 days. So you, you've got a couple of months, but really shouldn't wait, you know. Meet with the navigator. Get the coverage options for your family and find, as you said, uh, Jody, a partner in your area. And there's also a lot of community events going on, too. But uh, with regards to kid care, Florida kid care, simply go to healthykids.org forward slash apply. Again, that's healthykids.org forward slash apply. So you guys have been working for a long time with this, uh, with regards to Florida covering kids and families. This has been around for quite a bit of times. How did this all come to be? And were you a part of the founding, Jody? Fortunately, I was. Uh, when I came to work for the organization, um, we were actually in the process of applying for what was called a Covering Kids grant. Um, and it was initially funded when um, when CHIP 
the Children's Health Insurance Program, or SCHEP, passed. And we needed to find all these newly eligible kids that before couldn't get covered because they were too, their household income was too high for Medicaid. And so that's really how it came about. And we built and worked with local coalitions and built up a real um, advocacy, health advocacy network of folks who are focused on connecting folks, uh, individuals to health coverage, health coverage they can afford, health coverage they need for their kids. Um, so it really started with the work that we were doing um, with the Florida Kid Care Program, but when the Affordable Care Act was passed in 2013, they began to open the health insurance marketplace. Um, they provided resources to do that outreach for now all of those newly eligible folks. So we sort of, um, you know, just kept building on it as more folks became eligible for coverage. And, um, and, our, and our navigators and our sisters help with applying for both Florida Kid Care, any of the Florida Kid Care programs, as well as the marketplace. And um, and that's that's a, a real advantage. So they don't have to bounce around. We have knowledgeable people. We have people that have been doing this for years, more than 10 years, so they know these programs really well and can answer the questions that consumers have in trying to make an informed decision about their health coverage. Um, and that's really the idea is we want consumers to be more informed so they can choose what's best for them. Uh, this is perfect, and I'm glad that you've made this your mission. Uh, looking at some of the numbers here, approximately 25.8 million Americans are uninsured. That includes 4.4 million children. And further, over half of these uninsured children are Hispanic or African-American. Most of these kids are eligible for Medicaid or for the Children's Health Insurance Program, but people just don't know that. So we're putting the word out right now. Uh, Jody Ray, the director for Florida Covering Kids and Family, is with us right now, talking about uh, the fact that you can get coverage. You have about 67 days before the open enrollment closes. And again, CoveringFlorida.org has a ton of information, and HealthyKids.org forward slash apply. Anything we may have missed, Jody? I think, uh, I know you, you've mentioned that how many days are left. I think it's real important for folks to know they have to apply an enrollment coverage by December 15th to get January 1 coverage. That is really important, but open enrollment officially ends January 15th. Uh, and so we, we are taking, you know, night and weekend appointments, whatever it's takes to accommodate consumers' needs to get that help. That is great. Thank you so much for what you do. We're talking with Jody Ray. She's the director out of University of South Florida for Florida Covering Kids and Family. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and congratulations. I love what you do. Thank you. Thank you. It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance Ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 
Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Recently, I was on a flight riding on a legal pad, and the man next to me struck up a conversation. Are you an author, he asked. I said, no, I'm actually a preacher. Well, the look on his face was priceless. How would you feel if you're stuck sitting next to a preacher for several hours? Surprisingly, though, we had a good conversation. He asked me several questions about Jesus. And I told him that the Bible says if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, Christianity is worthless. Ever thought about that? You see, the truthfulness of Christianity hinges on whether Jesus died and rose from the grave. There's great evidence for it. And I'm one of the billions of Christians around the globe who believes that the resurrection really happened. If Jesus did conquer death, then he's worthy of your trust. If he didn't, reject him because he's a fraud. I believe he really conquered death. What do you believe? This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. It's the Florida Roundtable and a topic near and dear to my heart, autism. It's everywhere. Recently, it just seems like the numbers are even more so. And more importantly, we've got some bad stuff that's been happening. Drowning. Drowning is the number one cause of death in children with autism. Today, we're going to speak with Stacy Hoagland. Now, she is the president of the Autism Society of Florida. Welcome to the Florida Roundtable, Stacy. Hi, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We're glad to have you, too. What a great mission you guys have. All this is volunteer, correct? The Autism Society of Florida? Yes, we have a 16-member board, and it is a working board. So everybody who comes on board uh, is a volunteer and does some truly incredible work across the state of Florida. Wow. I'm reading your mission statement, which is the mission of ASF, again, Autism Society of Florida, is to assure full participation and self-determination in every aspect of life for each individual. It goes on to say we realize this vision by opening avenues of self-advocacy and advocating on behalf of people with autism and their families in a way that values equity, respect, dignity, and diversity in all communities. Wow, that's a pretty high standard you guys are taking on there. Are you meeting it? Yeah, well, you know, everybody tries to get to their standards, so we do our best. A couple of our board members are people on the autism spectrum, and so they do a fabulous job of keeping us on check because uh, we want to make sure that everybody's voice is part of the decisions that we make, and we can't do that if we don't hear directly from the individuals with autism themselves. So mm-hmm. we're very fortunate in that we have, you know, their wisdom um, and their own personal experiences to do that. And the rest of the board is made up of parents. And family members. So 100% of the board is somebody who is personally affected in one way or another um, by autism, which I think makes us a little unique because you'll see a lot of different autism organizations have a lot of people who, you know, are, are vested in the overall mission, but don't live and breathe it the way that our board does, which I think makes it kind of unique. It does, Stacy. It does. We're talking to Stacy Hoagland from the uh, Autism Society of Florida. And yes, I've seen a lot of uh, companies that come up and nonprofits that want to deal with a situation, yet nobody on the board is actually in that situation. So what a great way to work things for autism. Uh, but rather to have an affiliate or two on the, on the board that actually gets it, understands it, can speak on behalf. And, of course, no autism case is the same. Everyone is a little bit different. So um, 
when I started talking out, Stacy, when I first started this, we talked about child drownings. Now, across the state of Florida, and again, we're talking about 67 counties here, um, we have a lot of high autism diagnoses. Uh, one in 54 is the estimate here. Mm, no, it's actually one in 44. And oh. that's a, that came out um, actually during COVID from the Center for Disease Control. So even though they were busy with COVID, yeah. um, they still ran the current stats. And so now we're one, it had been one in 54 just a couple years ago. Wow. So it seems like every other year we're seeing another pretty significant increase. And, you know, there's a lot of people who say, well, you know, we're getting better at diagnosing, which we are. You know, physicians sure. are learning more of science and just all the research, which is, is really good. Mm-hmm. But there are also a lot more children that we would not have missed before, you know, kids with more significant needs. So it's, it's on a couple fronts. Yes, we're doing better at diagnosing, but we're also seeing a, you know, a hefty increase in people who are going to need a lot of long-time support. And that's one of the things that our organization, we, one of the things that we do is we advocate legislatively. So those, those missions are really to look to, you know, how are we going to help these, these kids? As they become adults and related to employment and employment opportunities, housing, um, their rights, the ability for them to be able to go and vote and to be part of the overall community, uh, post-secondary education. I mean, so it really the list to go on and on about the things that we're trying to uh, really um, get our communities to recognize because there are many people with autism who have some really unique gifts. And uh, we all can benefit from some of the things that they have to offer. Oh, most definitely. Now, Stacy, I mentioned the drowning prevention. That is the number one cause of death in children with autism. And we just had Hurricane Ian roll through here. There's lots more water. Uh, how are you preventing, how are we teaching and training these kids or their parents to be aware of this? We, we can't have this keep happening. You gave me numbers uh, before the show, before we started here, and they're just... I mean, it took me back at how many kids have already passed away from drowning in this state. Right. Yeah, we're we're up from last year. So last year was, um, unfortunately, a very high year. So 98 children died last year in 2021 in the state of Florida uh, from drowning. This year, we're already, we're, we're only to the beginning of October, and we're already up to 70. And so it's not just my organization, but WaterSmart Florida is very involved in it as well. And we work collaboratively with them to and, and other organizations um, to kind of look at, you know, what are we missing? What's happening? And unfortunately, we met just recently and we were looking at the numbers and almost half of the 70, those kids drowned in their own home, um, oh. either in the backyard swimming pool or in the bathtub in the home. And so we spend a lot of time educating families on understand the barriers to drowning. So, for instance, having locks on doors, having alarms on doors, um, swimming lessons. So important to have swimming lessons for your kids. And, uh, you know, not you got to pay attention. So you have to not be on your phone, which is a major culprit today because, you know, all of us, you know, anybody can go on Facebook and kind of get pulled into it, right? So. Mm-hmm. You forget, oh, I have a toddler in the house, and let me make sure that, you know, the doors are locked. I have the alarms on the doors and, and all the other things that I, I know that I need um, are in place. And unfortunately, as we sadly review on the other side, when a child has passed, those barriers are not in place. 
And so we know that barriers work. We know that having the specialized fencing and gates around pools do prevent young kids from getting into them. Um, but yet a lot of people still don't have those in place. And we work with our pediatricians to make sure that that is one of the things that they're sharing with them in those, you know, when you go for your well-baby visits at the beginning. Because most of these kids are, they're not, they're not 10-year-olds. They're three and younger, and which kind of makes it difficult for us as the autism community because we research that children with autism drowned 160 times greater than typically developing yeah. kids. So we know that. However, that's only what we know. Um, if you look at the Center for Disease Control, it tells us that most children are still, sadly, uh, I wish it was better, but um, still diagnosed uh, with autism at the age four and a half. So if most of our children are drowning at three and younger, how many of those kids would have later been diagnosed with autism? Ah, good um, point. Wow. Stacey yeah, so Hoagland is with us. She's making sense again. She is the president of the Autism Society of Florida. And you guys have so many great initiatives, peers for young adults, training in transition. Now, this uh, this is a pretty interesting little thing, that training these people to work directly with adults with autism so that they can get employment or live independently. What a great idea. Yeah, well, what we were doing is we felt like not only us, but a lot of organizations that are really trying to do some great stuff were spending a lot of time on the, the people, right, the students who are you know, kind of growing up and getting ready for a job. And so we were spending time on that, but yet we were really forgetting that there are support systems for, let's say, a person with autism, 18 years old. There are resources, vocational rehabilitation, uh, waiver support coordinators, and, you know, I could give you a whole litany of these different titles. Sure. But those people, we were missing them. We weren't training them. So a lot of them continued to think, well, you know, this person has this type of disability, so are they really going to work? Oh, not so fair. our focus then went to them mm -hmm. to make sure that they have the skills that they need so they can recognize not only the gifts in a person, their abilities, and all that good stuff, but how to go out to businesses. So how to go out to Target, how to go to Google, how to go to Home Depot, what, wherever that person wants to work, to be able to train the staff on, you know, I have this person who's looking for a job, and they've got some pretty unique abilities, and these are some of the things that they could do, and they would make a great employee. And so really to learn the skills that they need so that more of our people can get employment because, sadly, the unemployment rate for people with autism is still, you know, roughly 75 to 80 percent of them, adults with autism, are not employed or are underemployed. And so it's still an issue. So, yeah, we're, we're plugging away, um, but it is a challenge. Stacey, you're, do, you're doing a membership drive of any sort. Would, uh, would you recommend that some folks come along board, autismfl.org yes. perhaps, and yeah, be a partner? We, yes, that would be wonderful. Yes, we're doing a membership drive. Uh, we have one for families, it's $40, and for, for individuals, it's $25. Um, and, um, you know, we use those dollars to be able to uh, really help us do what, what it is we need to do. So swimming lessons for kids, those aren't free. So uh, part of the proceeds, of course, goes for that. We also train water safety instructors because a lot of times they don't know how to teach kids with autism. Yeah, no, it makes sense. AutismFL.org. Stacy Hoagland, thank you for what you do. Remember, these people are working nonprofit for free to help out. Autism Society of Florida. It's been a pleasure. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Recently, I was on a flight riding on a legal pad, and the man next to me struck up a conversation. Are you an author, he asked. I said, no, I'm actually a preacher. Well, the look on his face was priceless. 
How would you feel if you're stuck sitting next to a preacher for several hours? Surprisingly, though, we had a good conversation. He asked me several questions about Jesus, and I told him that the Bible says if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, Christianity is worthless. Ever thought about that? You see, the truthfulness of Christianity hinges on whether Jesus died and rose from the grave. There's great evidence for it, and I'm one of the billions of Christians around the globe who believes that the resurrection really happened. If Jesus did conquer death, then he's worthy of your trust. If he didn't, reject him because he's a fraud. I believe he really conquered death. What do you believe? This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Hey, Florida, we know you love getting out on the water. But do you know what to wear when you're out there on the water? A life jacket, of course. And whether you're fishing, skiing, sailing, or just cruising the water, there's a perfect life jacket designed for you and your activity. Always check the label to make sure your life jacket is U.S. Coast Guard approved. Then try it on to make sure it fits properly. And then wear it. Life jackets save lives. Visit wearitflorida.com to learn more. That's wearitflorida.com. Shortness of breath, patients confused. Temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? It's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station's management, ownership, or sponsors. For questions or comments, write to Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net.